and here we go. Everyone, good morning. You know what? Let's get that coffee in the cup right now. Let's crack that yerba. Let's steep that tea. Lemon, water, cayenne, pepper. If we're doing that, fantastic. But let's just get after it. Let's grab the day by the horns. Everyone, it's Monday morning. And if you're hearing my voice, that means one of a few things. But most notably, I mean, everyone, this is the Monday Morning Commute Podcast. My name is John. And here's my thing. If you haven't caught it already, shame on you. I Not too much shame. Not too much shame. But I will say this. It, it, you know, the law of attraction is absolutely insane. Insane to poor to put it. It's, it's amazing. And I think there's a lot of truth to it. I truly believe what you put into the law of attraction, kind of speaking something into existence, is what you're going to get out of it. And last week, you know, we touched on the quote-unquote hot guy voice. We touched on the whole I just woke up voice, that kind of like nasally, scratchy, kind of back of throat sensation. That usually comes around 7 in the morning. Or when you have a cold. I'm going to say it like this. Everyone, I've got good and bad news. Uh, I'm going to hit you with the bad news first. I've got a cold or something, but the good news, I mean, you can hear it right now. Everyone, I've got the voice. I'm excited. I would, I, I, I think that that means that more people would want to listen to this. If that makes you not want to listen, I don't know what to tell you. If, if, if you're labeling the voice as the hot guy voice and you don't want to, and just kind of picturing, you know, saying, oh, I'm listening to a podcast with a hot guy. If that's not something that you want, well, I mean, look, that's on you. We don't have to frame it like that. If you don't want to frame it as kind of like the congested, maybe, you know, scratchy throat voice, how about just the, I just woke up, or just how about the John voice? Let's, let's rebrand. This voice is the John voice, everyone. Well, it is. I'm talking, but here, everyone, um, it's the Monday morning commute. This is the 24th installment. In an interesting episode, because originally going in, I, I knew I wanted to talk about pool, uh, billiards. But then something happened on Saturday night that I felt I needed to, rush is a poor way to put it, but I just had to make some adjustments. Uh, excuse me, I had to make some adjustments. We will still be talking about pool, but I just want to address something. So um, Saturday morning, I talked about shin guards, and I got shin guards. I had a game on Saturday night. Um, I got the shin guards. I got some indoor shoes. I was playing some indoor soccer. And I've always, I've considered myself an athlete. I played sports all the way through high school, competitively played soccer. And I'd say around my senior year, 18 years old, uh, I was probably my peak physical condition. And from graduation in early June to going to college in kind of that, you know, that early September, well, let me put like first kind of, first part of fall, you start playing intramurals in college. And I just figured I'd kind of pick up right where I left up. I, I just didn't understand um, that kind of like metal and rain. Well, humans, you get a little rusty too, not just in technique and form, but cardiovascular performance. Um, and I kind of just lived and learned with that. I just adopted the lifestyle of, you know, that learning curve it would take a little bit to get up to speed. And it makes sense. You know, I'm not, I'm not doing the whole Tuesday, Thursday practice in college. It's, it's kind of like, you don't really stretch. You don't really warm up. You just chuck a three and or you just shoot, take a shot from 30 yards out. You, you don't know, go for a Hail Mary right off the bat. That's just kind of how you do things in college. There's, there's no systematic warm up. I can touch my toes a couple of times, say, coach, put me in. I mean, that's, that's the mentality I, I chose to adopt. And I just kind of figured that's how the rest of my life would be. Never be as elite in shape. Uh, you know, you want to be that great of an athlete. I just didn't think it would go down from there. Uh, I had a indoor soccer game at 10.30 p.m. on Saturday night. 
Uh, I just figured, you know, hey, knock the ball around, some good control, foot of the ball, head up. We're moving it. We're having fun. We're smiling. Break a sweat. And overall, just have a lot of fun. Um, and I don't know if I just thought, you know, I'm a young man. I can kind of, whatever I put in my body, it's not going to really affect how I feel. I, I, I kept that. I, I basically assumed I was nine years old. I'm not nine years old, everyone. I'm 23. That's not really saying much. Uh, let me put it this way. For lunch on Saturday before the game, so let's just get a timetable. At 1 p.m., I had a uh, karage bowl. Uh, this new spot, this new cart downtown. It was fantastic. But basically, I had fried chicken, chipotle mayo, uh, rice, and some ginger. The one healthy thing from all of that was the ginger. There wasn't a lot of it. Let me put it like that. I'm eating it, and then for some reason, I thought it'd be a good idea to have a Heineken at 2.30. Now, if you know something about me, it's, you know, if I have one beer, I get very sleepy, dramatically sleepy. But I powered through it. I was socializing. So let's just keep this tracker. So I've had fried chicken, rice, chipotle mayo, and a very, very, very minuscule bit of ginger and a Heineken. That sounds like a good day. If you don't have to play a soccer game at night, we transition, we move forward. Um, and I went out to dinner with some friends, went to a nice little, it's like a pub. It's a public house, I believe. Um, and you know, patterns are cool, but I'm also very trendy. So I stuck with the trend and I got more fried chicken. But this time it was tossed in buffalo sauce. Better yet, it's laying on top of beer-battered fries and a whole lot of them. A whole lot of them. And you know, what's buffalo chicken without a heavy serving of blue cheese on the side? But it wasn't like a buffalo wild wings blue cheese. Everyone, this place served me blue cheese that the way I looked at it, there was no cream. It was, it was the chunkiest blue cheese I'd ever had in my life. And I don't know if that means there's more or less calories, but if you just looked at it, it looked like something that's going to clog an artery. I didn't do that much damage on it, but I certainly had some. And you have a cider on top of that at 6%. So I've not only have I now conquered the Heineken, I, I've officially said, you know what? I'm not tired. I'm not sleepy. I've done my duty. But then I just chuck a ginger. Oh, whoa. It was ginger. I just realized. Trends. But no, I, so I put this ginger cider away, but I'm socializing again. So I kind of, I conquer it and I get home. I put through like a pint of water and I wasn't nervous. I remember I played with a kid who once ate like a, a double entree, double side of Panda Express 15 minutes before a game, and he didn't vomit. And I thought, if he can do that, I can probably survive three. I had this meal about seven, uh, 6.37. I figured I could probably survive that, th you know, uh, a three-hour wait. I could survive that three-hour wait. Well, uh, game time comes. I feel fully digested. I stretched out actually rigorously before, and I thought, you know, let's have some fun. Let's see what happens. I got some Adidas Sambas on my feet. We get onto a turf field. It was spongy. Not, it wasn't like you were running on sand, but it felt a little heavy when I was picking up my feet. Everyone, the halves, they are two 26-minute halves, indoor soccer. I'm playing with some coworkers. Um, it is seven aside. We were playing a man down to start. We're kind of knocking the ball around, and then all of a sudden the game started. It was We just kind of came together. We are just going to play, have some fun. There was a lot of running around in the beginning, um, a lot of chasing. And I think, you know, I was running. I don't know how long I was running, but it was after a while. I was doing a lot of jogging. I started to lose my breath a bit. But there's no out of bounds in this game, and it's kind of, you know, if it, the ball play only stops if the ball hits the rafters. In the beginning, it didn't really happen. So it was probably like a, what I thought was a good, you know, 15 minutes of consistent running to the point where my legs felt like gelatin. I, I didn't want to collapse, but I wanted to vomit. Um, I'm starting to sweat. I'm extremely thirsty. 
And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm basically don't really know what to do. It's the point where the mind is kind of out of it and you just got to rely on your legs to do all the heavy lifting. They weren't doing that much heavy lifting. I think it's been 15 minutes. Everyone, I kid you not, the hands are now on their knees. I am panting. Um, I feel like I'm bleeding in the back of my throat, beads of sweat, uh, streamlining down the back of my spine, right? I'm blush red. And I look up the clock. Three minutes had gone by. A few things that just happened, everyone. One, it's blatantly obvious that whole thing about plateauing and intramural, like that's the worst shape I'll ever be in. No, no, I was, I, I'm very wrong. Apparently, it just gets worse with, worse with age. Um, also, most notably, so uh, not only did I incorrectly prepare for the game, I, I completely, completely, completely misunderstood the capabilities of my body, but I also inefficiently expensed 95% of my gas tank. So now I'm, all, I'm, I'm backtracking. I'm on the back foot. We got to see how we're going to do. We can pose. I, you know, if I had money, I would have put 150 bucks down that I would have cramped by the end of the game with each step. Quicksand almost. It, it, oh, here's what it felt like for those of you who don't know. So um, I was unbelievably tired, but it felt like in the Incredibles, in the first one, where Mr. Incredible is running down that kind of runway in Syndrome's headquarters, and he gets shot, excuse me, he gets uh, shot by those large boba balls, those boba cannons, and it just kind of sucks to him, and he's getting, oh, he can't do it. That's what I felt like. I got a sub. I got some water. It, it, it was the best water I'd had in my life. It was just your generic drinking fountain, but we all know how that is when you're thirsty. So what's the lesson here? Hmm... Maybe, well, you know, it's got to be something about the whole, you know, we've, we've heard it a lot of times, you know, eat healthy, exercise, it's good for you. Maybe there is some truth to that. Or maybe I didn't give myself enough time in between the second serving of fried chicken. Maybe that's the, maybe I just should have done ranch instead of blue cheese. Maybe instead of Heineken and a cider, I should have done two Heinekens or two ciders. May, I don't know. We'll, we'll have to experiment a little bit more, but everyone know. So I, I touched on this in the beginning, pool. Um, when I say pool, I believe it's a, it really is billiards. For some reason, it's called pool. I don't know why, but I can't help but take a step back. As I was actually playing it, it's funny, actually in between, um, I was having my Heineken, I was playing it, I met up with... Uh, uh, a couple of friends, Devin and Manny, and long story short, you know, we're in this pool room, and I got to give credit where credit is due. My friend Nick showed me this room. It is in downtown Portland. I'm not going to disclose the location because I kind of want to keep it private. But essentially, uh, there's this one large establishment downtown Portland. And on one of the floors, there's this very uh, eloquent yet has this masculine undertone uh, pool room. Just one random room in the middle of what you could call a lobby, but just you, you kind of duck into one room, all of a sudden, you know, probably 500 bucks, a couple of those couches with like pins in them. So it's like, there's a lot of pins. It's almost like a poofy couch. It's what you'd expect in like a, a like, I don't know, like a, like a very intelligent, um, well-spoken, I want to say British kind of man cave. Uh, they got some nice photos on the wall, some selfies, a dog. Uh, they have a TV, but it's hidden by cabinets. I really appreciated that. It kind of it closed you off from everything. You can obviously close the door. It's kept open, not by a doorstop, um, but by a tree stump, like the stump of a tree. 
they have pickled, they have, yeah, they have like pickled vegetables too. I noticed on the cabinet, but no, Nick showed me that about four years ago and I've gone back. I don't, it depends what you call regularly in terms of going into like a kind of like a private pool room, whatever that means. I go quite often. If I had to put it, I think the best way to say on a yearly basis, I might go eight to 10 times a year. I find it's a great way to think, great place to think. Uh, literally just let the, let the thoughts go, especially when you have it all to yourself because you're in this unquestionable place of luxury and I didn't spend a dollar. I'm just sitting there. I got my notepad out, ballpoint pen, or I'm just chilling. One time I turned on the, uh, the Northwestern versus Wisconsin game. That's the one time I've ever used the television. The place where this room is, they, have, um, they control the music, oftentimes extremely questionable, but at this point, I'm not really paying for anything. Uh, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna kind of, you know, what is it? Nitpick over that? I don't know. But no. So it has. It's a pool room, and obviously, you know, I haven't. I don't know. Why I haven't said this yet, but the focal point, obvious of the room. I mean, do the math. It's a pool table, and pool is a very interesting game. I, I think the difference between people who play pool to people who are good at pool to professionals is substantial. Uh, a lot of people play it or have played it. I don't know if anyone is actually 100% like solid on the rules. You know, you get the, you know, the stripes, the solids. But for example, when there's, you know, when someone scratches, I think whoever just initiates that we're going to put it behind this dot is kind of what you do. I've I've heard times we have to reverse it to the other side of the table or you keep it on that side or you can put it anywhere. It's like house rules in beer pong. Whoever says it first, you just go with it. There's no questions asked. You know, and I, I think also etiquette around the pool table is something no one knows. I don't, and keep in mind, everyone, I am terrible at pool. This is literally all observation. Um, I don't know pool etiquette. I've dropped my pool stick a lot. It makes a loud noise. I use chalk like every three shots. There, there's no way that's how you're supposed to do it. As far as I'm concerned, my skills go as this far. And to, this is literally to the extent of them. It's, it's assembling the balls in that triangle, kind of rubbing them methodically over the felt making them spin different ways. If I can, you know, I'm mesmerizing myself just staring at it, and then I place them. Obviously, I, I'm going to guess the appropriate place. It's one of the dots. Got to lift up carefully as if I'm removing a cupcake from a tin. I don't want any of the balls to move. We get over the top, and then we ditch the triangle, usually under the table. If there's a couch somewhere, you know, maybe that's appropriate. And then next, and I think the most important part of the pool game, at least at the amateur level, I cannot speak from the above amateur level play, but it's the break. And you can, you can, you know, we'll call it a poker face. I'm going to call it a pool face. You can play that only so far. Um, because basically, you know, anyone can get lucky and really, and really strike the cue ball well and make a loud noise and disperse all the balls. But after that, you know, you're just going to have to get lucky with placement. So the way I look at it, my objective is I'm going to set up all the balls appropriately. I'm going to remove the triangle. I'm going to, I'm going to very much hope I'm the first one to break. Um, I will strike the ball as hard as I can, make everything go crazy, a little chaos. Then my friend calls me and I get to leave. So no one actually knows that I don't know what I'm doing, that I'm, that I'm actually terrible. They don't know that I lack all sorts of skill. They just see that that was a mean break. Did you see the way his forearm flexed? Looked good in this light. If I can get that far, I've won. Bottom line. That's pool for me. And that's kind of, I'm okay with that. 
Because as far as I'm concerned, everyone, the pool table, it's very similar to coffee. It's not as much, a, I mean, it is a game. I think it's just a platform for good conversation. Because this, this, this one moment in particular, I was sitting there in this pool room. I was drinking my Heineken. I was having my fried chicken. And I was watching these two brothers play. They came up from Olympia, Washington. Apparently, they came down for some sort of festival in Vancouver. And then the family decided, look, hey, let's go into Portland. Let's have some lunch. Let's walk around. And I thought that was great. But these two brothers were up there. Keep in mind, I'm an only child. And they're playing pool. It's blatantly obvious. They don't know what they're doing. But at the same time, I don't know what I'm doing. So maybe they did. Um, But it wasn't as much playing pool. I don't even know if they finished the game. It was just two brothers kind of punching each other on the arm, bantering back and forth. They were like 45 too. After the first couple of scratches, I realized this isn't a game of pool. This is two brothers making up for lost time. Did I eavesdrop? A hundred percent. It was fantastic. I got, a, I got a, a very, very nice arsenal of rebuttals now. This is something I've never been equipped with, never been able to fire back at, but just seeing two guys who know each other, they've known each other since they, I would assume the age gap might've been three years. They've basically known each other their entire life. Head-to-head combat. Now that the pool table literally spilling out secrets and I'm just watching, I'm observing. I was making notes of the podcast. It just turns to me talking about two brothers the whole time. They both stood over six feet. If I had to guess combined weight, 475. They're, 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 they're tall guys. They're big guys. I wouldn't mess with them. No question. They were blue jeans, running shoes. One actually had gray Timberlands, excuse me. Once their quote unquote game was finished, uh, I got it from a couch that not, you know, it, it, it really, those couches with the buttons in, they're not as much comfortable as my, it just, I felt cool sitting there. I put the Heineken down. I picked up a pool stick. I started knocking some balls around. I had the room to myself. And I'm doing this, you know, obviously this is a, a table, a game foreign to me. But pool table felt, the, the inner fabric of the pool table, where the game is literally played, dimensionally speaking, uh, shots are won, shots are lost. Uh, careers made and not, literally on this table, this felt, specifically the one I was playing on, uh, a lighter maroon, I won't call it red, it was a lighter maroon, and it looks very similar to a poker table. It really does. All pool tables do. I've been gambling once, I've been to a casino casino one time, and I can't help but draw this similar conclusion, not only in look, not only in feel, but I'd like to think in story. I'd like to think that a majority of pool tables, poker tables, they, they, they probably intake the exact same amount of cigarette ashes. Uh, I'd imagine, you know, a 10-year-old pool table probably smells the same as a 10-year-old poker table. Is, is that spilt bourbon? Is that, is that stale rye? You pat it down, cigarette smoke kind of flutters up. But there's something about that edgy aspect to pool table felt. It, I'm not going to call it felt. To pool table velvet. It's got a velvet. It's a pool table velvet. That I think makes it... I, I think it's the sexiest material next to leather. If you disagree, explain why. I don't see it. Pool table velvet, hands down. There's too many stories there. There's too much edge. Beads of sweat from nervous decisions go right down onto that velvet. And it soaks it up. But here's the best part. We talk about poker faces. We talk about pool faces. The velvet doesn't do a thing. It doesn't flinch. There's no emotional attachment. There's no nerve. It just calm. Ideally, it's a deep purple. I can't make that decision for you. That's the manufacturer's. Pool table velvet. 
And it just sounds nice. You rub your fingers through it. Palms a little sticky. Maybe wet. Came off a glass. Called an old-fashioned. One large ice cube in there. OTR, you tell me. Something about it. I would like a coat made out of pool table velvet. Assuming my allergies don't get in the way. That just sounds powerful. You can show up to the Super Bowl uh, in all the sable you want, all the mink you want. I'm going to show up in pool table velvet. No, no, no. Uh, Pool table and poker table velvet. One and the same. I'd like to think upwards of a trillion dollars wagered. We'll have it a very seasoned table. A high stakes table. Bet over bet over bet. Maybe a trillion might push it. Let's call it a billion dollars. Either way. That nice velvet draped over my shoulders. Let's play with this real quick. Hold on. So I'm, I'm saying myself draped in velvet. Pool and poker table velvet. What if we put it on someone much more powerful? What if we put pool and poker table velvet on Denzel Washington? That could be fun. That's a powerful human being. Even more powerful with that velvet draped over him. I can support that. I don't know. Something about it. It's wintertime, everyone. Bundle up. I said this last time, and I'm going to say it again. I feel like it's about that time, everyone. I don't have a clock in here. But I will say this. Look, uh, everyone, whether we're playing pool, whether we're having fried chicken before an athletic event, that doesn't matter. All that matters is, look, it's Monday or whenever you're listening to this. Let's enjoy the rest of the day. Let's do what we do. Everyone, this was the Monday Morning Commute Podcast. My name is John. This all was my thing. Thank you for rock with me. Until next time.